I am Boris. Boris, how are you? I'm very good, how are you? <laughs> good, I'm going to try to the week, why are you looking like Anyways, it's so cheerful for a change. <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Um, my highlight of the week is forthcoming, I'm going to England and Israel tomorrow. Oh, are you excited? Yes. I know it's your highlight, but what are you going to do while you're there? In England, I'm going for a wedding. Um, and then in Israel, I am going to explore Tel Aviv for two weeks. Oh, have you been before? Yes, but not for very long and not as a single gay man. <laughs> When was the last time you were in Tel Aviv? About three years ago. Oh. Before I moved to New York, yeah. So now that, who are you going with? I'm going to be staying on my own. Really? Yeah, family offered to stay with me, and I was like, well, I don't want that responsibility of feeling like curfewed and whatnot. Oh, you want to be living your life. I want to. And Tel Aviv is like the gay capital of... The Middle East. Wow. People love it, so I'm very excited. Wow. Yeah, I like come back with stories. Oh, God, I can't wait. Me and all the soldiers. <laughs> I can't wait. Little Twinkie boy. Um, <laughs> how, what is your highlight of your week? Because I know... I'll say it. I'm very cheerful. <laughs> I met someone else on Tinder, <laughs> and it is quite nice. We are in the very beginning stages, so I don't want to say too much about it, but... Hopefully I'll meet him before you get back. <laughs> hopefully, if you're yes. over like three weeks, so hopefully I'll meet him before you get back. No, but things you are may great. Be like in a relationship by then, like living let's together. Not, let's not push it. But um, I am looking forward to meeting him. Um, met him on Tinder Select. <laughs> That's been great for me thus far. Uh, yeah, I don't want to say too much, but that's it. Where's he from? <laughs> he is Eastern European. Okay. <laughs> that, that, so much you answering that question. <laughs> anyway, um, let's get started with today's topic. Yes, uh, it's a very controversial topic. Yes, at the moment. Very topical. Um, I will kind of explain because I yeah. know you are not familiar with parts of the story. Yes, because of the white privilege. Oh, no, no, no. Did I say that? No, no, no. That is what you said. <laughs> so, Janet Mock is a um, trans activist author, media personality, writer, um, the list goes on and on. She's this beautiful trans woman of color, um, and she was recently on an interview on The Breakfast Club, and what The Breakfast Club is, it's a, I want to say, a, I want to say, a, it's a radio show um, nationwide. It is taped here in New York, and she just came out with her second book, um, Surpassing Certainty. Um, which is her, which has been getting on like a lot of press and, uh, she's been doing a whole press run. So she went on the breakfast club. Now what's really interesting about this is I followed it, not even just because I followed the breakfast club. The breakfast club has a very, um, I would say urban audience. So they interview rappers and, um, a lot of black and brown people in media, music, the whole shaman. So when I saw that she had an interview with them, I was pretty impressed that they like opened up the flood floodgates to have a conversation about her book, which was mostly about her journey as a trans woman of color. So I watched the interview. It was great. Um, we'll get into the specifics later. And then fast forwarding um, to today, I on her Instagram story, she posted a link to an article she read for Allure magazine. She's a contributor for Allure magazine right now. And it was talking about her experience 
during the interview and then post the interview. Um, basically, a week after her interview, there was a comedian by the name of Little Duvall, and they asked. I don't. I actually I don't remember because his the interview itself just wasn't that interesting to me, and it's, it's no shade at all. But I miss where that part started. But I caught the tail end of him responding to a question um, about if someone he had been sleeping with were to tell him afterwards that they are a trans woman, he'd say he would kill him. But like, in a joking way, but nonetheless, he'd say he would kill him. Um, and then the co-host, they kind of, uh, they said it was wrong, but then they laughed. And basically what this topic is about is should the host of The Breakfast Club apologize um, for what went on at the radio show after having Janet Mock. Um, so you read the article. What did you think about it? I'm intrigued. Do you think if it wasn't in the context of a trans person of color and it was like a gay person and mm-hmm. they were like, he found out your... Uh, well, was, yeah, yeah. Well, that would be hard. <laughs> let's say it was a woman. Let's just say hypothetically, a woman came on the show, found out her boyfriend was bisexual and she's like, oh, it'd kill him if he was having sex with men. Would that cause such controversy, or it's just because the situation for trans women, particularly trans women of color now, and their safety is so heightened? Um, I think it would still have a backlash. I don't know if you remember. But as bad. Uh, I don't know, and I don't know if that's even as important to compare the two. I remember a couple of months ago, or I would say probably like six or seven months ago at this point. Um, an actress by the name of Vivica Fox went on the show and she had created this TV show um, based on male strippers. It was kind of like a... It was a reality show, kind of like a Magic Mike. And there was a question... She created the show and she stated for women only. Mm -hmm. And somebody from the Breakfast Club, one of the hosts actually, asked something about men coming. She was like... She didn't make the show for... I don't know if she said gay men or men or whatever. It's ladies only, blah, blah, blah. And she got a lot of backlash from that um, and from her gay supporters. And so with that said, I think it would just kind of go hand in hand with any group of people. But um, it is particularly bad because trans women of color... Absolutely. And I think that... In a very dangerous position. Especially now. on the heels of what is happening with like the ban on trans people from the military. I just think... And like the bathrooms, yeah. and there's so many like political things going on around trans rights and human rights, um, and murder. That exactly. Which so I is... think it's just it is a sticky situation um, to play with. Yes. Did you did anything like stick out to you from the article? I more of the comment after I think it was the comedian who commented saying that he should be able to make a joke. Yes. And I just think. There's some truth to that. Ooh, how that people should be able to make a joke, but I I do think I mean I think the statistics like 15 people have been killed this year. Yeah, 15, 15 I think. Yeah, yeah, 15 at this point. Really. Yeah, uh, trans women and uh-huh. all of color. All of color. Um, and I just think it's a bit too sensitive mm-hmm. at this moment. But like I'm British. And mm-hmm. coming from England, everything is black humor and self-deprecating. And right. I'm Jewish as well. So again, my whole culture is like these jokes. So I do see the way of using jokes to make light of situations. Right. But not in this case. Yeah. And I do think it's kind of like 
it makes you kind of cringe. Yeah. Like when you hear it, it's kind of like, ooh, like why do you say that? Huh. Like it's too far for me. Really? Um, yeah, a little bit, just because it's such a. I don't. I honestly, I wonder if he even realized the situation. Mm, I don't think he even. Who oh, you mean the comedian? The comedian. Like if you uh, realize that. I don't even think he cares. I think he's so ignorant to... Like, I'll back up a bit. So right now, what I want to do is play a couple of clips from her interview, and then we'll discuss. What made you want to become a transgender opposed to being, like, a gay male? Like, what made you say, I want to go that way? Well, I think that being a, you know, a, a, a trans woman for me, it was more about who I felt I was versus who I felt I was attracted to. And so what happens oftentimes is there's a conflation and a mix-up between sexual orientation, meaning who you go to bed with mm-hmm. and gender identity meaning who you go to bed as. Mm-hmm. And so that's the distinction between the two. And so for me, it wasn't about, you know, the sense of like feeling I was attracted to men or being attracted to masculinity. It was about my own embodiment and how I wanted to show up, not just in the bed, but also in the world. But you actually had the whole surgery, though. I did. I did. I had it as a teenager, um, which really? I was really... Cut your that's a hell of a commitment. As a teenager? Well, that's not the surgery. Uh, oh. it, sa- surgery. it seems that it sounds like... We say surgery. Well, we don't know. We don't know. Well, that's the first well, thing I had, Yeah, I had, I had bottom surgery as a young person, which I do um, detail mm-hmm. in every um, aspect of my first book, Redefining Realness, which largely is about my teenage transition and transitioning as a young person. You know, I never had access to a book at the time. The reason why that book, I think, did so well was that there was never one written by a person of color and there was never one written by someone that was actually young going through the experience. Because you go through, you know, if you're 40-something years old and you're going through that experience, there's different struggles, of course, right? Mm -hmm. But at the same time, if you're a teenager going through that experience, growing up in communities of color that are already low resource, growing up with single parents and all this kind of stuff, you have there's different aspects and hurdles that you have to climb in order to just be yourself. So you don't it's consider a... yourself gay. You're not gay. I don't. No, but okay. I. How is she I, gay I, when she identifies I'm as a woman? I'm saying she doesn't. She's not gay. Yeah. She doesn't consider. But herself I, I identify. Her. I think my politics. Are, I have a queer I, politics because all of the people who came before me, whose work that I read, the work mm-hmm. that I, that really informed me, were queer folk. There's Bayard Rustin. Mm-hmm. There's James Baldwin. There's Audre Lorde. There's um, Barbara Smith. And so, so many of them really um, activated me and raised my political consciousness as a young person, which then enabled me. To do the work that I do and try to educate and um, inspire folk. Did you have the surgery after or before when you before. started stripping? Before, yeah. So okay, so you had boobs. Because Hawaii was a completely nude. Hawaii. Hawaii stri- was nude. Yeah, nude. nude. So you had nude bottom nude too. Yep. So wow. you think she was out there as a man in a woman's strip club <laughs> on the pole? Dance. I didn't know it was nude. I didn't know because in New Jersey. Well, sometimes you, you, be- you wear a bikini. Yeah, you just go topless. Yeah. Oh, okay. okay yeah, okay, so you okay. could. Okay. In theory, you could. You, you could, could like talk. not have bottom surgery and still dance in a, in or a lot even of breasts, states. You know what I mean? Because you yeah. could have. Yeah. When'd you get those? Those are nice. I'm gonna be honest. Like, I, I got, I, you walked in the room and I was like, she, I, I was like, here. Uh, this is what I was. Pre- I was prepping no, myself for this. I was like, here we go. I gotta I said, get ready for good. this. Did question. I say that? I was like, I was like, she looked good. He said, he said, so, holla. No, nah, I didn't say all that. I'm right. But when did when did you get? When did this get done? I had, a, I had it all done when, as a what, teenager. When did it get done? As soon as it was legally possible from a doctor's standpoint to be able to have the surgeries I wanted, I was I was ready to have them. Okay, so we're back and listening to the clip. Um, a particular part that, sh- that Janet Mock addressed in the Allure article, um, and I actually recognize this when listening to the interview the first time, is how um, one of the hosts uh, actually asked her about her specific body parts, which I did kind of cringe because I'm like, 
a couple of reasons. There's the internet. So if there's anything you ever want to know in that realm, um, Google it. And she actually handled it really well and like very calm mm-hmm. and said that they can Google it. But like, how do you feel about people asking about specific details like that? Do you think they were out of line? I think it's a classic with all these. Um, I think we spoke in a previous podcast when it came to gay men. Everyone's mm-hmm. thinking about them having sex. Mm-hmm. And it, it's never like a heterosexual couple. You're never thinking about, oh, are you going to put your penis in her vagina? Yeah. But when it comes to gay men, it's sort of like who tops, who bottoms, it becomes sexualized. Right. Same with lesbians. And it's, uh, do you wear a strap on? Right. Blah, blah, blah. I think it's just exactly the same sort of morbid curiosity, like, ooh, like... This is a dark, murky world we know nothing about. Mm-hmm. It's sort of like saucy and want to like know. Right. It's not interesting to the mind when it's just like a regular woman. Right. And you get rid of the whole transition part. Right. Just a woman. Right. If you bring it back to, do you have a penis? Like it's a mystical, like gossiping, worthy, voyeuristic idea. Like when people come out, people... So, I mean, do you... I find it to be completely inappropriate. It is inappropriate. Um, so, and that's what I was like, it, basically asking. But I think it's common. I think people always ask. People are always intrigued. So do you think she should be offended by it? And I mean, I know you can't really say because everyone, their triggers may be different. I personally think that it's very offensive that you would demean her. And that's part of her article. Like, yes. kind of use her as a prop and like kind of over-sexualize her. Um Charlamagne the God, which is one of the other co-hosts, actually asked her about her breath, yeah. which were I It's objectifying women. Like looking at it on YouTube, it's very inappropriate. Like and it's just like pointless. Do you think they were just playing to the audience? Because they know that's what the audience is. Um I think the they show. you know, I honestly I will say I think they were playing to just who they are yeah. in their ignorance. Um she actually opens up the article saying how she had seen the, the... She knew what was coming. Yeah, she knew, like, kind of what environment she was walking into. They are very provocative. Charlemagne is known for just being kind of a ball buster and just seeing whatever and being disrespectful and just seeing whatever comes to mind. Um, but I do think the question was very much out of line. But... I, I think it opens up a conversation that needs to be had. So I, a, another tone that I really loved about Janet Mock's essay is that she really took responsibility for being the person to go have the conversation. She kind of removed herself, especially towards the end of the essay, removing herself from being like the victim, but just rather expressing that like she knew what she was going into and she felt like she handled it in the, in the best way and I felt like she handled it really, really well. There's only so many ways you can handle it. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. She could have flipped out. I mean, but that wouldn't do much. Exactly. I agree. It's, I agree. I think she handled it with so much like elegance and poise. Um, but yeah. Um, what would you have done in that situation? Like let's say you've been one of the co-hosts and I offended someone in that way. Do you correct it in the moment? Do you... I mean... I mean it really stifles the energy on the show. Yeah. Especially if it's a collaborative show. Right. I assume it was live. Was it live? No, it's recorded. So, I mean, I, I guess it might be live. I guess it might be live. If it's live, I'm more lenient. But if it's recorded, be like, hold on. Yeah. Let's not have that. Yeah. Cause it's unnecessary. It doesn't add anything to the conversation. I agree. Yeah. I mean, I it agree. just doesn't. It's the same when people ask, do you, you know, you're gay. Oh, are you topping or bottoming? Yeah. It's irrelevant to the world. I agree. Yeah. What, um, I'll get into, 
Do you think it's you? You you think it's offensive and irrelevant? What? Which part? No, you you said you agreed. No, but what do you mean? Like what you? As in, like with your being the uh, like being my being myself, being a black gay man. Yeah, would you have jumped I, into her defense? Would you uh, been... I would have probably called him out on his ignorance, but in um, a cause, cause banterish it, way. Like, oh come on now. Oh, that's Look at interesting. You. Um, I would. I definitely wouldn't make light heart of it. And I think there's a way you can check someone and really get them together yeah. without messing up the morale of the show. And making it a Debbie Downer almost. Yeah. He he did it in a very... It was a very ignorant way. I can tell he was really coming from a place of like trying to understand. But something that she also pointed out, which I noticed without even reading that, is that Angela Yee... So, Angela Yee is one of the co-hosts, and she has this book club. And the whole mm-hmm. reason Janet Mock was on the show is because this her new show, her new yes. book, is in the book club. So, with that said, I felt like the guys were not as prepared, which showed that they really, didn't to care. me, just didn't care enough to even really look into it and have more... Um, I want to say elevate... More helpful questions to bridge the gap between... I want to say the urban community and transgender women of color, but instead they just kind of made her an object. But I also think they were just trying to understand as well. So, but do you think it would have been different if it was a trans man and they weren't interested in looking at a mm-hmm. physical man in a sexual way? There no, I don't like think it would have been. Vagina. I don't think it would have been. Uh, it would definitely would have been different because it would just have been a whole different experience altogether. But I don't know. I just wonder if she's a woman. It's just misogyny. Yeah, out. absolutely. I think that has something to do with it as well. And she's also a passing woman. And what, yeah. what I mean by that is most people probably don't know without Janet yeah. Mock being very op- yeah. like open and forward about it. They don't really probably know um, that she is a trans woman of color. Well, they know she's of color, but they don't know she's yeah. a trans woman. So, um, yeah, that's very interesting. I want to go to another point before I get into another clip that I'll play from the interview afterwards. Um, she goes on to... Something else is she... Ah! Um, she mentions... and this is a, Now, this is a very interesting point that I kind of want I've been in a discussion regarding something else another instance that happened about racism and um she says in the article it's rare that I do trans one-on-one lecturing anymore um because I've already done that with her work her first book Redefining Realness um which was filled with plain speak and explanatory commas about definitions statistics and context let me read that again because I totally messed it up. So she goes, it's rare for her to do trans one-on-one um, lecturing anymore after her redefining realness, which um, she explains a lot of detailed statistics and context in that one about, I guess, transitioning. Um, how do you feel about someone with that platform? I'm not saying that she doesn't want... She was very open about answering questions, but how do you feel about someone not necessarily wanting to go there, like Trans 101, in a platform where people need that education? Um, I was recently... And I'll explain you... I'll explain another situation. Um, recently, there was a girl, a friend of a friend or a co-worker of a friend who 
started this racism, this question. She launched the question and then kind of just went aggressively with the racism, with, with her thoughts. And I'm not giving you too much detail because yeah. I don't want to go too much off a, on a tangent. But then she came back and said, it's not my responsibility to educate him on racist, racism and blah, blah, blah. Like, how do you feel about that? Like, having that platform and you not being willing to go there and do, in this case, the Trans 101... I mean, I think someone of her platform and experience, and she's written so much, I don't yeah. blame her. I mean, yeah. It's kind of like, let her grow. Yeah. Like, if she's always going to be trans one one she's always going to be this basic right. level, and then right. it gets, it stifles. Right. So, I don't, I mean, she's given the references, so to speak. You can go out, read her book, read her earlier work. Yeah. It must get so boring going on about the same thing. I think yeah. I had to explain what it meant to be gay to every yeah. person you met. Yeah. Like, there's more to being trans than just... One on one. I agree. Look at you. <laughs> you actually agree with me for a change. <laughs> no, I do. Absolutely. I honestly didn't. I was actually, when I first asked the question, see, I, I'm kind of like on the fence about it. As much as I agree with everything you just said, I think if you really do want to bridge the gap, you may have to get, I'm not saying you have to stoop down to anyone's level, but sometimes you may have to have those uncomfortable conversations even for you. And not uncomfortable, I'm sure they're not uncomfortable for her, but you may have to revisit things that people are just not prepared at. I think the same thing goes with people's views on politics. Um, Sometimes you have to kind of like kind of go bare bones and like really go to the one-on-one so you can get in the mind of the other person on the other yeah. side, I guess. I mean, also when you say one-on-one, it makes it into something. But if you have a basic conversation... Right. At, when you say one-on-one, it sounds very... Yeah. Like educational, not much of a conversation. Yeah. So it's different. Yeah. But no, I agree with you. Like she has done... I think in this instance, um, going back to a point that we made earlier, I think... That they should have done their due diligence to learn more. Yes, the bad about process. the initial, about the initial book, and just a little bit more preparation needs to be done there, and so it didn't go there. Um, I wonder if they're happy with this. It's generated a lot of. It's funny because um, I read an article today saying how they. Well, I don't know if it was for sure. It was an article saying that they had no plans on making an apology, but yeah, I don't know. But... This is still so fresh. Her article just came out this morning, so who's who's to say what will happen um, in the future? So I want to go on. And they have a hashtag. Oh, yeah. They do have a hashtag. Trans lives is not a joke or something? Trans lives is... Wait, 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 wait. I don't want to mess it up. Yeah. Don't do that to me. Uh, just... Let me see. It is called... How did you bring that up when I wasn't ready? <laughs> Trans folks are not a joke. Yeah. Um, and that was Raquel, was responsible for doing that was Raquel Willis. They're also doing a boycott on the show yeah. um, as well. I also, I want to get into the second part, um, which is the, I want to play a clip from the comedian's um, interview, and I'll play a bit for you here now. Question. How do you it? feel about President Trump's uh, take on banning transgenders from being a part of our military? Man, don't be asking me nothing like that. You ain't finna put me in that hole. Nope. No, I don't know. I mean, shout out to my sister, my gay ass sister. She doing her thing. She you part of the LGBT. Yeah, she part of the LGBT. She the first person that texted me about that. Did you see that? And I had to fake like I care. Be like, oh, that's crazy. What do you think about care. transgender people being in the military? I'm just doing should my they, thing, man. Did I tell you I'll be at Carolina this weekend? 
I'm just doing my thing. Shout out to all the trainees out there. You can't say that. <laughs> That's crazy. Oh, you, oh transgenders. Yeah. So say you met a girl and she, and she didn't tell you she was a transgender. That ain't a girl. I met a boy. That means I met a boy. After four months, she told you I had sex and then after... We're we, not having sex. <laughs> We're not having sex. Yes, after four months, you had sex and she said, Duval... This might sound messed up and I don't care. She dying. I, I can't deal with no. that. Was no, that's a hate nah, crime. I, I, can't I, I can't do that. Nah, you dog, you, do the, that. you manipulated me to believe in th this thing. My mind, I'm. I can't. I can't. I'm gay. Now. I do think I'm, I'm gay. No, you're not. She's a woman. No, no, yeah. I'm gay. It happened to Richard Pryor. And nah, he's a great yeah, he cool with that. He was cool with that. He said he sucked dick. So I ain't saying. So I ain't. you couldn't come up with a good joke? No, no, no. I can't live with that, bro. I can't. Man. I can't live with that. Just don't do me. I, so you Lord, never, you never. This will almost, never happen if this never happens. So you don't have to worry about me killing nobody. This never happened. You never been in a situation. No. 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 What the gonna be in a situation like that? Now I do agree. Hell no. I do. When Janet Mock was here, she said she tells all her partners. She didn't tell the first one. Who? Janet Mock. She's Who is that? A transgender activist. Oh, I beautiful, didn't know that. Beautiful person. Okay. But you can't go around killing transgenders. I'm not gonna kill transgenders. I'm not. I didn't say. See here, you go trying to flip my words. I didn't that say I'm gonna kill transgenders. <laughs> I said if one did that to me, if you had sex with one and then they didn't, and they didn't they tell the me, I'm gonna be so mad. I'm probably gonna want to kill them. Well, all right, let's not even ask him that because until it happens to him, he doesn't know what he might do. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it might already head. happen to you. All right, put that damn. But I mean, man, tell me she ain't pretty. Come on, now. I ain't, she's no. beautiful. That's doing his thing. <laughs> Oh, He's doing his thing. Okay, so having heard that clip, what what are your thoughts on the the conversation they had, um, the comedian, in terms of like how he referred to her, um, and kind of the response from the host at that point? I think because they did say, Charlemagne did say that's wrong. You can't do that. And then but they referred to her way. as yeah. It wasn't like a oh hold on you can't say that. That's... Yeah. Hello. Yeah, you really you're absolutely, yeah. Oh, yeah, you're a man. Well, look at you with your claim of uh, opinions. <laughs> it's like he's saying it because he knows he has to say it. Yeah. Like he's probably thinking the same thing. Yeah. So you felt like it should have been handled different in that moment. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, it's just not okay. Hmm. I would have been mad. Yeah. Like, I would have, like, been like, yo, no. So, same cool. situation. If somebody was here and they made a joke about, let's say, it would be different because we're in that, we're in the LGBTQ group. But let's say someone made a religious joke right. um, about, let's say, Muslims, for instance, in your presence in a very joking way. Would you have addressed it differently? Do you... I mean, because, again, going back to the morale of the show and, like, like what do you do in that case? Because I honestly... I saw the little Duvall. I saw this in its entirety. And, again, I just, I just wasn't really that impressed. I did, like, cringe when he said... Um, when he just basically just dismissed her, like, book yeah. and then referred to her as a guy by the N-word, which I had to explain to you. Yeah. That is very, very disrespectful. And I was kind of... I was surprised that they didn't edit that out. Um, because they have the right to edit that from the YouTube, so that was kind of like a stinger. You're completely taking away her identity. Yeah, her, her womanhood, yeah. absolutely. And when she addressed You're like, she's aspect. not a woman. Yeah. She's not even worthy of life. Yeah, she's going to kill her. exactly. So, it's, and the same with the religious thing. Uh, I would 
it's just perpetuating yeah. hate. And you know me more than anyone, and I'm full of inappropriate humor and whatnot. Yeah. Some things, it's just like because of the situation we're in, it's not okay right now. Yeah. To joke. Yeah. Like people made somebody made like a, I can't remember the actual technicalities, but someone made a homophobic joke around me a few days ago. Bullshit. But it wasn't anything... It was such a, like... Maybe in the 1980s it would have been... Something about, like... I can't even remember. But it, it, historically it was no longer relevant. It was kind of like... Not, like something like gays being predators or something, or like lurking in the bushes. Oh, wow. I, I, kind of, I really can't remember the details. It wasn't a good joke. Got it. But anyway, like, something like that, it was just like, hey, yeah, huh. Yeah. Like, funny in terms of context. But if they'd made a joke... About something present day going yeah. on, like in Chechnya or what have you. Yeah. yeah, about the Chechnya, even something like HIV. Yeah. And somebody did make a joke around me with HIV, and I was uh, like, it, it just is kind of, I can see the, like, the humor in it, but it's just, I don't think it's a necessary thing to say. So do you think that the host, uh, the Breakfast Club, should issue an apology to? Yes, and I think they. But Jim then, Mark? but you know what? I think at this stage, it's no point because it's so forced. Yeah, it's that's like getting true. two kids to be like, "You were rude to her. Apologize." Right. It's not coming from the bottom of the heart. Right. You know what they feel. Now, what do you think about the boycott for their show? I think it's worthwhile. Yeah. I think it's good. Right. I don't think it's going to change anything. Oh, you really don't? I don't know. Look. I'm coming from an Israeli society where people boycott left, right, and center. Oh, really? And nothing really changes. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, now we can't shop at this store because they do this, and you can't shop at that store. I think it's definitely a it was the right enough. direction. I I am all about boycotting and all about like holding means back. And I think from this, I think it is my duty. She goes to the last part of her thing in her essay. Excuse me. Um, how will you show up? And I think I would. I don't think I'll watch it anymore because I think it was just blatantly disrespectful. Um, and I think they could have said more. Um, like, I get that they were, again, like, they probably didn't want to get into a messy situation because they've had those before with guests where people have, like, this one particular rapper, producer, yeah. or whatever, like, got up and left, like, five minutes into the, to the interview. So I'm sure they were trying to um, keep it down. But, but like, why is it... Me- if this is a regular occurrence, people are obviously listening and buying into this hatred. Yeah. So, it, I mean, I don't listen to it, and I've never listened to it or heard of it out of this context. Right. But if they're being hateful and spiteful the whole time, then it's like, that shouldn't be on the, you know, a popular channel. Yeah. It's spewing hatred and making light of hatred. Yeah. And if they put a positive spin on things, fine, you can make jokes and then be like, okay, now, come on. Yeah. All jokes aside, blah, 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 yeah. which I'm all for. Right. Then you can say any joke and I'd be like, oh, that's a shady joke, but right. I can, I'm thick-skinned, I think it's funny, but if you don't rectify it and make it clear that it's a joke, then uh, mm. Yeah, I mean, I think one of the, she actually makes this point in a part that I didn't play, but she goes on to say, and Charlamagne actually agrees with her, saying how trans women of color are people of color, so it's somewhat in the same umbrella, yeah. and somehow the urban community has kind of like thrown the trans women of color not to be a part of the the bigger picture. Um, the same with black men. I'm sorry? Uh, with black and lesbian people of color? Are they also being excommunicated? Um, 
in certain ways. Like I'm I'm sure they said a lot of homophobic things um that That's I can probably part find. Of the culture. Yeah, it is it's part of that culture to be very macho and ma- yeah, and masculine and, How does that um, make you feel as a black man? <laughs> I, I laugh because you <laughs> the way you asked that question is like I was about to just fall into tears. Um, it is expected. It's very sad. It's it very expected. Absolutely. And I think that's why, and I've mentioned this before in previous podcasts, that's why like my disconnect from the African-American mm. community as a whole kind of stems from, because here you are in a time when people of color, brown, black, and others should be sticking together, and this just shows the divide and, and the lack of support that we as LGBTQ people get from African American community is hard to deal with and it's hard to support as much as I, these are three people of color hosts national radio show successful yeah, in their own right but it, it is sad that like now I can't really support them because they are not elevated enough or educated enough or even have the desire enough to try and do better and be more respectful you know, of represents people. the majority in New York at least Ooh, that's hard. You mean the majority of African American yes. people? Ooh, that's hard. Cause that's hard. I don't know. I just think it depends on where you're from. But like New York, um, concluding the Bronx. I don't Brooklyn. know. I think it's oof. Like, how are people responding within the African American community who are disconnected from the LGBT community? I don't know yet. I think it's so it's so early on because legit this just happened. Yeah. She just wrote the article this morning, yeah. so it's hard to say. So that'd be interesting. But I even noticed last week when the announcement happened with the trans yes. people, even people on my timeline, I expected to see way more people of color. Like, shout out to like Tracy Ellis Ross, who is this mm-hmm. um, African-American woman, very high in media. And there were some other people that did it, but like a lot of people did not post anything. And I'm not saying you have to post anything no. for you to be like a believer or a supporter, but I was expecting a little bit more. So I think it is I think it's a conversation similar to like racism, like black when people, matter. yeah, exactly. Like until most more people recognize it as an issue, we are not going to get past it. But I think I'm in huge support of the trans movement. That, there's this horrible this woman talk. I came out wrong. There's a woman who gave this speech um, at this Facebook uh, event we went to. Okay, months uh, ago. Months ago, oh. and I think it was she said something like. They organized an, a general LGBT rally mm-hmm. last January, I think, mm-hmm. and it was packed around mm-hmm. Stonewall. Really, really successful. The next week, they did one for trans rights. You mentioned this, yeah. Yeah, and no one showed up, and that one was for like protection of trans women, yeah, like stuff that like wasn't more of a just like unpurposeful, mm-hmm. just like LGBT celebration, which was meeting one. Mm-hmm. Then when it was like time to act and do something for saving lives right. essentially no one came right which is I think true across the board not that it's such like no one yeah it's really sad but it's just so funny to the side it's like oh, it's right. so funny because it's like the same thing with now with like Trump like banning the the trans people to be in the military like he has shown himself in like like against Mexicans Muslims and so many other groups of people and like he's finally gotten to trans people and I'm like people are just not waking up mm. so with that said I, like, I just think people need to just do more they're American yeah like yeah. not that the other people aren't American yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, but like 
yeah. not a nationality mm. or a religion. Yeah, white, yeah. majority, privileged, who just don't know and don't even care at some point. And then I just think some of it is just ignorance. I think yeah. homophobia, transphobia just does actually come from a fear. Um, and I'll, I want to just close with just saying that like mad props and shout out to Jenna Mott for handling herself so well and for being that voice and someone to at least try to bridge the gap I think this instance has really hopefully opened the dialogue to have a conversation about it um, in the black community Um, did you have anything else to say? I think it's important for the white community as well Oh yeah, absolutely. Like, I don't think it should be isolated. No, it shouldn't be. I think in this context, um, we just have to do more on our part. Me, like being an African American person, I think we as a group really need to be um, more open about like trans rights and um, homosexuality. Yeah, homosexuality, lesbians, and the whole shebang. But yeah, I agree. Everyone should they should raise that eyebrow for everyone. Yes, not just our group. I wonder if Caitlyn Jenner's commented. Um, probably not. You know that. <laughs> probably not. You know, Caitlyn is not the, the most well liked amongst um, I know, that's the really trans community. Um, but yeah. Intrigued. Any closing remarks you have to say? People be nice. Yeah, be nice. Be open. Educate yourself. Um, and if you're making a joke or something, make it clear that it's. Joking. Well, see, that's hard. Just, if you are going to make a joke. Yeah. Like, but, you what they did, it's like, I know if they came forward with an apology, it's like bullshit. Yeah, it's, it was a cheap joke. It's yeah. just cheap all the way around. But if they're like, like, I'm joking, all right, let's get to the heart of it. Then it's yeah. more believable if they come forward and yeah. apologize. You didn't. Yeah. So that's just your humor or in keeping with the ethos of the TV, of the radio show. Yeah. And I don't know, I think they suck. What? I'm not, I'm not that was moment. Um, if you um, speaking of them sucking, um, oh, this is a gay podcast. Oh, that's inappropriate. No, I would not stay behind that comment. Um, I was going to say the is the hashtag boycott Breakfast Club is happening, uh, and we'll definitely tweet that out because I'm in support of it. And we want to hear what you say. Hit us up. Or hold on. We want to hear what you think. Hit us up at the Privy Podcast on Twitter. Um, again, a big shout out and respect for Janet Monk for handling herself so well and at least trying to educate um, ignorant counterparts. Um, and that's all I have. Yes. We will talk to you soon. Yes. <laughs> Goodbye.